This is your home for St. Cloud State Hockey, keeping you up to date on the NCHC. One-timer coming, they score! Ripped in! A bomb from Perrix! Women's WCHA. Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies. The National Hockey League. Kaprizov in for a chance to win it! He scores! And everything from the state of hockey. St. Cloud Cathedral is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title. Welcome to the Huskies Warming House Podcast Den. scratch interview segment for episode number 59 nick our first ever fan special this one uh it's a little bit explicit a little bit raw so uh understand the language and and take it with a grain of salt is what it is uh, that's what happens when you go out to the the common folk if you will um nick what was your favorite part of this interview and uh who the heck did we have on this week you know, I don't honestly know, Noah, if there's any one particular point in uh, the conversation we have with these two fine people, um, but we have on Caleb J. Peabody, and then we also have the man, the myth, the legend, or at least we think man we don't really not sure honestly he's still part of the witness protection program we do have go huskies woo join us here on the show um and potentially uh, some maybe clues to who this person is later on the show but we'll leave that there uh but really really fun conversation as you mentioned quite fun some some words that maybe uh, fcc would frown upon but uh, again it was a more of just kind of a uh, an off the cuff type interview and i think it was really really fun yeah, we're regulated by nothing but badassery over here. So we're not going to keep you waiting. Episode 59 of the Healthy Scratch interview segment. Episode 59, Healthy Scratch interview with Go Huskies Woo and Caleb J. Peabody and our lovely host, Noah Grant, Nick's Ma- Nick Maxson. Let's go. I like that. He was yeah. already he was already better than us. So yeah. with that being said, uh, this is the fan special here, Noah. We've got uh, Caleb Peabody. We have the the famous Darth Vader. We may have <laughs> Woo. I mean, we have Joe Huskies Woo. I have no idea who this person is. Uh, we think it's a male, um, but uh, both of you guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on for us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having us, boys. Absolutely. So, uh, so now that we've actually heard the voice of God, uh, which, which is also known as Go Huskies, Woo, um, you know, I guess what, what's the first question we could ask him, Noah, honestly, that, you know, because he is part of the witness protection program, I suppose, you know, at the end of it, you know, so which CIA agency do you work for? And how do I get your, like, you know, your manila envelope that it tells you who the hell you are? How do we get a hold of that information? You know, I always said that, once Senko State wins the the natty and find out who I was with a mug shot. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's actually untrue. I think it, I think it likely would be. Um, I was close to burning couches uh, this year, <laughs> um, but that's probably the best way I, or that, or I'm going to slink off into the night. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
I like that. He's, he's, he's either got the going down in blaze of glory or the silent, silent serial killer type look to him. That's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And we've got Caleb Peabody just hanging out over here. Caleb, uh, the one question that I'm kind of curious about from you is you actually weren't with us in the beginning. Go Huskies woo uh, to his credit was actually with us probably from about week number two. I will clarify this. We did offer a formal invite to go Huskies woo for episode number two way back in the day. So don't listen to his Twitter shenanigans. We offered him that way back in the day, but nonetheless, Caleb, you kind of joined us right before the NCHC pod. Uh, how did you end up hearing about us and uh, why in the world have you kept listening to us? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good question and apologies for being a late bloomer and jumping on late. Uh, I remember hearing in the previous episode, you shout the same thing out and, you know, I had been looking for really a couple of folks that were talking Huskies hockey passionately, uh, as you've seen me on Twitter and go Huskies woo. I mean, we have quite the, the Twitter presence uh, during the Husky season and in the off season. So when I jumped onto you guys, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Let's give this a shout. Didn't have a ton of background on you guys, uh, but love the style that you had for the show and, and, and your interviews. And I just kind of kept rolling. And then you're right around the pod with the NCHC pod was one of the greatest things uh, this, this past year, athletically or anything else. Um, so shout out to, to the whole crew, the whole team, uh, the administrators, everyone. Um, and it just was such a, a great, great time to watch all that college hockey. And then I kind of built my following with you guys too. And uh, we got to know each other. Uh, I knew these are two awesome guys and pretty soon it was my go-to every, every week watching your guys' episode uh, on YouTube or live, listen to on any of the podcast streams and Pretty soon, you know, I was challenging Nick to arm wrestling duels and Noah, we were talking about our vowels order yeah. and it just blossomed into this friendship. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, for and those I'll who- piggyback, <laughs> I'd like to piggyback on that because there was a, a clear void that was left. Um, so there was a, a couple of fans who did a pod um, not too long ago, um, uh, Travis and uh SCSU travel and fan that Twitter handle no longer exists. They used to do a, a weekly pod, sort of a re recap or whatever. Um, and they are two super fans of Seiko State Hockey. And there was clearly a void. Now, Mick does a great job. Mick Hatton of the Rink Live does a great job on like everything. Um, but that's way more professional and way more. Um, better. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Better. Uh, and, and, you, you know, far less biased, but, um, and so it's nice having it, it, your, your podcasts uh, had most certainly uh, filled a void. And I think um, for someone who's a super fan like me, um, it, it's nice hearing that sort of, sort of biased uh, in, insight though, right? It's not just biased, terrible tweets like me it's yes <laughs> uh it's actual knowledge and tactical breakdown things like that and then i think that you, you you clearly feel the void there i i think it's important for for those uh, listening and watching uh, this episode uh i would imagine both these uh fine gentlemen had spent time at saint Cloud state that's a guess at least for woo again as he's so affectionately <laughs> calling his title but for caleb uh, you're uh, i'm assuming you are an alumni of the university and if so well when did you uh what years were you at the university and what was your area of study yeah yeah that's no, a good question uh i was at saint cloud state uh 2012 through 2016 graduated may of 2016 uh with a degree in, in public relations and a minor in in business management and um grew up uh, a hockey fan and kind of 
grew into a St. Cloud State hockey fan when I attended St. Cloud. And so uh, lived in, in the area, in the central Minnesota area. So kind of a natural fit. I will admit that my super fandom grew the more I was at St. Cloud State and after leaving St. Cloud State. And um, so, yeah, it's just been a pleasure. I mean, I've been following Woo for a long time. And, you know, I will piggyback off the last question, too. There was a void that you guys filled. And so um, the knowledge that you dropped for the, the women's team, the men's team, the NHL, high school hockey, whatever it is, it's just a pleasure. Yeah, I appreciate that. The one thing that I'd like to maybe jump off of that and for like myself, I only spent one year at the university, right? Like I wasn't, I wasn't there that long. Um, and I grew up a Gophers fan, which is what it is. Um, my dad, went to, <laughs> my dad went to the, UN, my dad went to the UN 81, but I'm a Gophers fan who lives in North Dakota. So it's kind of the lesser of two evils in a sense. I don't know. Um, but the impact that this program has had on myself, and I know that I've mentioned it occasionally, I think there's something to be said where it's like my parents text me all the time and they're like, why do you still do this podcast? And I said, because I love the people that were around. I love what they bring to the table. And I don't know that there's any other environment, especially with like the student run broadcasting department that's at St. Cloud State that gives people that opportunity and students to be a part of something great like that. So I, I don't know. I, I totally agree with you, Caleb, is that where your super fandom really grew and like I'm full-blooded Huskies fan, you know, from the get-go. I want to ask Go Huskies Woo, uh, the significance of a particular weekend here that he mentioned to me off the show, October 17th and 18th, 1997, a 4-3 to overtime loss and a 4-1 to loss for the St. Cloud State Huskies against Notre Dame. What do those two games have significance uh, for you? They were the uh first games i attended specifically it was actually that saturday game uh not the friday night game uh the, the saturday game was the first game i ever attended and um the crowd was wild it was 97 so we're talking like degenerate type of a generation um <laughs> and it 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 just it just hooked me um the 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 noise the the raucousness of it all um that was that was the game that got me hooked. So I've been um, a fan basically ever since 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 that game. If uh, Nick, Nick, if you if you mind, I, I, maybe I'm stealing your question. I don't mean to step on you on this one. I just want to know, um, especially from your perspective, Go Huskies. Well, I'm just gonna take a small stab and say you're maybe a little bit older than Caleb and I. I don't know. Um, but going to a game in 1997, do you feel that there's kind of been that lost art of? kids showing up to hockey games and you know staying off their phones and kind of the friday and saturday night vibe that is going to the herbrooks national hockey center yeah i think it's a multifaceted answer though so i don't know how well you want me to get into the 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 nuts and bolts of it um there is a difference i don't know if it's necessarily bad um because this is going to sound a little cheesy. You're probably thinking of, I probably answer this a little differently, but in 97 with those degenerates and the degenerate generation of going to St. Cloud State, the St. Cloud State was absolutely known as a party school. And, the, you know, the, they would have smokers breaks where you would leave in the middle of intermission and you could go across the street and pound shots um, and then come back, right? I mean, what an obnoxious idea. Think about how dumb that is. Um, <laughs> that you could leave. And if you knew somebody who lived in those apartments across the street, like you could go pound a few shots and go back. Right. Um, 
obviously they don't, they don't allow you to leave like that anymore. Smokers passes. I mean, that's all, that's all old people talk or whatever, but the school has done a really good job. And it started with uh, president Potter who kind of adjusted what the outward in, uh, perception of single state was. And I think we get a different student, obviously enrollments down. There's all sorts of other reasons. Um, I, I don't know where the, the, the school has lost some of the, I, this is a long rambling answer and I'm sorry, but there's a lot of things that have changed in those years um, from the student population now to um, back then. And I, I'm not so sure if it's, maybe it's bad for a, a, an atmosphere level, um, but it's probably better for the school's reputation. I kind of want to piggyback off that, and, and Caleb, I'm going to ask you first, because I, I actually, Noah, you were actually leading exactly where I was going with this. It, it's kind of weird how somehow our brains somehow think smart for once. Anyway, so uh, and Caleb, I, I think obviously college hockey, not just St. Cloud State, but if you look even worse at, say, the Gophers, who can't fill a 10,000 beautiful seat at, you know, 3M at Mariucci Arena, um, and, and there's a lot of talk about where really the pinnacle of that transition was. And I think for a lot of people around the game of hockey, that pinnacle was in 2013 when the WCHA as it was just vanished. It was gone. And now essentially for the men's side, it no longer exists. It's now the CCHA. And, you know, luckily come into this next season, at least from what we're being told, is that there seems to be a big movement trying to get some of those old rivalries back, at least in the exhibition schedule. Now, granted, mm -hmm. I know Brett Larson, I mentioned that, you know, it's kind of a multifaceted issue where COVID and the lack of budgets have kind of pushed that. But I also know on this very show, this, this last time or a year ago, we were asking the questions. There was a, a sort of, a, it seemed to be a movement trying to push us that. But I guess the, the long question for the answer here is, what's it going to take to get either the new generation, even I would say the old generation back into the building at Herb Brooks National Hockey mm -hmm. Center to sort of recreate some of those really good fan atmospheres we had, even though not even as long as maybe eight, nine years ago. Yeah, no, it's a good question. And, you know, for uh, my other college hockey buddies who are not Huskies fans for like us, but are Gopher fans or whatever it may be, the, the consistent thing that I hear, and you hit it on the head, Nick, is the rivalries, the old rivalries, whether it's in-state or out-of-state. You know, the Gophers, they want to see them play in St. Cloud State. They want to play North Dakota. They want to play Denver. You know, they want to play these teams that were in the WCHA and beyond from before. And, um, you know, when I talk to my Gopher friends, they're not a huge fan of Big Ten hockey, although I think it is getting better, in my personal opinion. Um, you know, but it's not to the level of the NCHE yet. And I think we're very fortunate because we play a lot of high-profile teams. We see, it. we see it in the tournament, right? And that's why I think the Huskies were, were – prepped and ready from the competition they play night in and night out. It doesn't matter who you play in this conference, you could lose any given night. And so I, I don't necessarily think that's the case in some of the other conferences. Now, hopefully people don't blow up my Twitter, Twitter account by being like, how dare you say that? You know, but honestly, I think, you know, for me selfishly, like I, I want to see us play the Gophers. I want to see us play, you know, Bemidji and, 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 you know, obviously we play Duluth and, and Mankato. Like if, you know, we're starting out with Mankato this next season, whether that's, announced or not we kind of already know that and and that's what we want to see like that those are the teams we want and um i think you know for the gophers you know i get i get a little like i don't know just impassioned about you know when we when the north star college cup was happening obviously and like you brought these teams together like you bring college hockey fans together and the one thing in this state is college hockey fans will travel 
and we can get into North Dakota fans and how they travel better than some other fans in the whole nation. But fact of the matter is like, we'll go to any arena, you know, near far. And Nick, you maybe know this from Pittsburgh, how many Husky fans went out there. And, uh, you know, I know you mentioned UND fans went out there, which is mind boggling. Like they should have been at the bowling alley or doing playing golf or something else. Not their team wasn't even there. So I just think that like, College hockey fans are unlike any other sport in, in college athletics and maybe any other sport in, in the whole, in the whole world. But um, those rivalries, man, we want to see them. We want, you know, like, you know, if you got a home and home against Minnesota, you can, you best guess I'm going to be at 3M Mariucci and at the Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. So. I want to pick it back off that one more time and go Huskies. This is going to be a question directed at you. Yes, there are the rivalries, which I think, and I do agree with you, Caleb. I think that's a lot of where, uh, sort of the passion and the interest got lost. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. I think it affects multiple generations, but there's also been, you know, talk about say the venues, right? Uh, the Herbert mm-hmm. National Hockey Center. Um, it's a building that largely from its construction um, has really not changed very much. And especially with, you know, I guess the way that, I don't know if it's, it's a new generation thing or, or what may be, but, you know, you want to have the newest, the shiniest toy. And you know, there's no question that, Herb Brooks needs some TLC and needs some upgrades. Is that, in your opinion, uh, also another potential, you know, possibility why maybe some of these uh, newer kids, the, the current college age kids are not also turning out because uh, going to the Herb, I mean, it's not the prettiest building. And unfortunately for the student section, at least what we've seen it, uh, and I'm trying not to rip on Huskies fans, especially there in the student section, but sometimes it's the lower half and that upper half is not even touched. Uh, I guess, does is, is that ring a bell with you at all? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put my thoughts together. So I think so, maybe a little bit. Um, again, the population of the students of St. Cloud State has changed dramatically over the last 20 years or so. Um, and... I'm not so sure it's as easy as, oh, the speakers are bad or there's troughs in the men's bathrooms, right? Those are clearly like things, but I don't, I, I think the people that St. Cloud State is attracting, there's far more online students. There's far more students older than average. There's far more forward students. And that's all great because the students are a diverse population and bring a ton of different perspectives to the school. Um, but they have different perspectives, they have different backgrounds. And so they might not have grown up in an area or they're well past their glory days of high school hockey or didn't have high school hockey. Um, they might not have that connection. So I think the students, the population has just changed so much. Um, and I think getting them there, and I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll readily admit something to you. This is not, a, I mean, it's not a secret, but I really, didn't do call or high school hockey until I um, attended that Notre Dame game, that Notre Dame St. Cloud State game. I didn't really care for hockey too much, but I went to a game and it hooked me. Right. So if we're looking for, instead of excuses, instead of looking, we can look for solutions. The solutions would be, how do you get people there? And I don't think it's, you know, uh, you know, make the speakers better or whatever it might be. That will help keep them there. But how do you get them there first? Um, I think that's what the university should try to try to focus on. Um, because once they're there, you know, you, you, there's a camaraderie. College hockey fans are diehard fans. 
anybody who cares about a niche sport with 60 division one teams, you know, from schools you've never heard of uh, as a casual person, like Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute or <laughs> wh- whatever, right. Where the hell does that even, right. I mean, I know where it is, but <laughs> most people, most people, but most people don't. And if you're going to get people excited about Senko state versus RPI, you, you need to get them into the building. And that's the first step. And I think that's where the, that's where the struggle is. I didn't answer your question, but I feel like that's the solution is getting them into the seats once, whether that is, you know, promise them a free pizza or whatever. I don't care what it is, but uh, I, I think that's the actual solution. Yeah, it actually makes me think of the um, the night that uh, Unreal, who who makes our hats, um, had that night where the first nine hundred like college students that went in the building came and got a free hat last year. Um, you know, things like that. I always think are nice because we one. I think they were playing maybe Duluth that weekend anyway. But I mean, just a nice addition to that attendance. You know, a lot of like school age kids were jumping into. So I agree. I think uh, the other two points that maybe I'd like to make quick uh, one, I think I heard some rumblings that both the speakers and the scoreboards were just updated or getting ready to be updated at the Herbert's national hockey center this year. Actually, I think I saw Caleb kind of maybe thinking about that too. So that's, um, that's one piece of that. And then the other thing, you're totally right about the enrollment. I talked to uh, somebody a couple of years ago and they said that, uh, um, he's a professor in kinesiology. And he said, I think in 2012, there was just under 19,000 students on campus. Mm-hmm. When I was there two years ago, it was down to about 12,000. And now with COVID this past year, it's at about 5,000 that are on campus. Mm-hmm. Obviously it didn't make a difference with the attendance this year because of you know nobody being able to be in the building. But again, it's something to think about, I think, as we move forward, because one of the blessings and curses for us, it's a blessing for our podcast because we can do this remotely, but for universities, it might be a curse is if you're already losing money and then they figure out how to do online classes or, you know, change a class into an online modality. I think that, you know, adds a different piece of that as well. Um, Before we get into your guys's actual social media presence here, because I have a couple questions on those. um, I'm curious as to both your thoughts. Would you, would you both say, that the NCHC team or the rival um, that you guys dislike the most as Huskies fans w- w- is North Dakota the safe bet on that one? Yeah. 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 I mean, you're in, you're out for me and, and I can only guess what go Huskies Wu is going to say as well. <laughs> I, I mean, I think every year, you know, like quickly and I, I won't banter on, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up and let him answer too. But you know, UMD, I, I generally don't, necessarily dislike them i have a lot of respect for scott sandalin and that program up there and i i know you guys attest to that i think this year i was obviously a new love for our, our friends out in omaha um they frustrated me at times because i'm like gosh this team's getting good very fast yeah and you know competing well in fact i mean i think that was our first maybe our second shutout loss you know early on in the pod you know and i was like what that's not something we've expected out of omaha in years past you know i think I got really frustrated by Colorado college this year. Um, but you know, UND every year, it's like, no, it's, uh, they're, they're top of the list. And, and you know, I think that's the thing across college hockey. When I talk to friends outside, like getting back to that one team, you know, that Bob Mosco runs, um, they obviously hate UND. That's like a common thing across college hockey. I feel like, and I think we can all agree at that. And, you know, it's funny when we got into the tournament this year, like everyone can come together and be like, we have one passion, at least UND's not here. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's my answer. I mean, yeah. I'm probably going to get blown up for it, you know, that's, on Twitter, you, but that's okay. You know, I, I'm putting you guys in a tough spot and go Huskies. Well, I want to verify that it's North Dakota, but based on your Twitter presence, I have a hard time f- 
that it might be anybody else, maybe the Gophers. So my question for both of you is this, Go Huskies, we'll start with you. Um, and I'm curious about this because I live in, in the sea of green. I live in North Dakota and get to listen to it all the time. Uh, what are maybe your top one or two things that you hate the most about North Dakota hockey fans and why? <laughs> Only one or two. um so they're clearly passionate about the one thing that they have to look forward to in their sad desolate life they they cling on to past successes as if they did it themselves or if they did it yesterday or both and i think that type of mentality is just really off-putting. If you looked through the people that I've blocked on Twitter or muted, muted is my new favorite um, because then they can (laughs) scream at the void and I'll never, (laughs) and and they'll never know, which is actually somewhat pleasing to me. Like there's someone who's like screaming probably something racist to me. Um, And I don't even acknowledge it, which I'm sure is more upsetting than, ha he blocked me, what a wuss, or whatever they might say, right? Uh, and so I think that that, I don't really have too many problems with the actual players or the program itself, um, maybe other than its monetary foundation, um, having some suspect uh, background. Um, but but it's, it's mostly fan interactions. Um, I can tell you one time I I had a pleasant interaction with a North Dakota fan. um, One time. One time. This is true. story. the one time (laughs) I'll give you a one time true interaction. That was pleasant. Um, I was at a bar um, at Matt's bar in Minneapolis. It was a, it was a, not Matt's bar. um, I'm sorry. um, 508. I just got help from the background. It's one of the um, Lucy's, yes. <laughs> it wasn't, no, it wasn't. It was a 508 um, uh, at the final five or the final phase, whatever the fuck it's called nowadays. Um, and uh, this fella came up. He saw that I was in a, uh, a Husky uh, jersey or whatever. And he, he bought me and my companion my partner, uh, a drink. And then that was kind, right? That was really kind. And think I'll say had won. So it made it better. Um, but he drank, I, I think it was like Miller light or something, which is fine. Um, but then he put salt in it. Okay. And I said, why are you putting salt in it? And he goes, well, why do you put salt on anything to make it taste good? And I said, well, why don't you just order a good beer? Um, and he's like, well, I like this one with the salt. And I said, okay. But anyways, that's the one pleasant interaction I've had with, with an individual from it. But normally it's the, the screaming old ladies yelling or puking down steps or whatever it might be. Right. It's just mostly horrible interactions as humans. So there you go. Yeah. Is, that, is that a good enough answer? That's a fantastic answer. Caleb, I might rob you of your answer, but we'll see here. Um, in my personal experience, because it's when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, 
I was partially a North Dakota fan just because all my friends were North Dakota fans. And, you know, that's not when yeah. you're like, when you're seven, you don't think about the politics and landscape of NCAA hockey. You're like, oh, Ralph Ingles said, nice building, fun hockey, right? So, um, and then of course, as time went on, I was I was shown the ways of fandom and that was not the direction I wanted to head. Um, one thing you can say about North Dakota, their fan base is passionate. They do travel very well. I think that's yeah. something that if there's anything, any other NCHC group can take from that is uh, building that interaction and that, I mean, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, it sucks to play in Ralph Ingolstead Arena when it's full and 12,000 people are in that mm-hmm. building. That's a tough building to play in. Um, the thing that I always have had the most trouble with living in this state, especially, uh, the fans are just illiterate about the game of hockey. And now I know that, every fan base has the people that don't like hockey. They're there to just enjoy the experience or that, you know, they're, they're great fans and that sort of thing. It's one thing to be illiterate about the game or be a bandwagon fan and acknowledge or recognize that it's another thing to act like, um, what is it? A couple of weeks ago on Twitter, Nick, we got some fans saying that Jake Sanderson was the best rookie in the NCAA this year. And it's like, no, he might be the best defenseman, but he's not like, just cause he plays for North Dakota doesn't mean that, um, and you know, I, I meet so many people that say, you know, North Dakota is the best at hockey and I'll say, okay, name five players on the team. Well, that doesn't really matter. It's kind of like, how much have you invested in, in actually understanding the sport? So Caleb, I'm curious to see what your answer is. Cause that's for me, but that's also because for Nick and I, especially, we can't turn off the analysis in our head. So. No, I think you're right on. And I think, you know, I give them a lot of credit. I do have a lot of respect for the program. And, and I think, like I said, they travel on like any other college fan base I've seen mm-hmm. in college hockey. And I could be missing something. I haven't been to every arena in every city across the country. But, you know, when I would show out, even when we'd be at the Target Center for the frozen face-off and what would pack there. And I get it's North Dakota to Minnesota, but these fans will pack out whether their team's playing or not, North Dakota could lose, get bounced in the first round. And yet there's going to be thousands of North Dakota fans there. So, but to your point, it's like all my interactions with most UND fans is just, they've been rude and they've been illiterate about (laughs) the game itself. And they've had a ton of success again, like, and Mm -hmm. kudos, kudos to them for that. But, you know, they play in the greatest college hockey conference in the nation. There's a lot of good teams. And so even this year, um you know when they lost to umd in five overtimes they're like oh well like umd got lucky and it's like umd had skill mm-hmm. like let's not joke around here like you can say lucky bounce whatever it may be but they have skill and so um and in credit to the north dakota players uh, you know, some really cool moments after that game too just coming together you know with ryan fancy and, and those guys but um yeah i don't know i just think and, and huskies Wu may agree with this too of just like they feel like they're better than everybody else and it just irks you a little bit because it's like, we're a good program. We've been there. And granted, we have not won a national championship, <laughs> you know, but yes. still, it's like, haven't yet. <laughs> and we're getting real close. Uh, but, you know, it just, it frustrates me every single year. And just like, you don't have to be rude. Like, it, it just doesn't have to be that way. Like, uh, if you come into our building and beat us, good for you. I'll wave at you on the way out, whatever. But, uh, yeah. You know, it's the fans that just um, kind of put everyone else it's, down. It's like, we don't need that college hockey. We really don't. The quick thing. Maybe too, because they have more, maybe because they have more fans yeah. in trouble. They have more sure. shitty yeah. ones. I think that might be it. <laughs> the it's other a virus, man. I swear they travel like a virus, man. They just, they just, you know, they take over one thing 
and then they just you know they just yeah. constrict you with a grip. Just, I don't know what it is about that fan base. Let's honestly. calm I've let's always... calm down with the viruses thing here, Nick. Um, no, I mean one but... of a, one out of five Dakotans <laughs> have had covid so I think that's, <laughs> that's fair i i have not so but i'm also not a north dakota fan i think the other thing too maybe to pause it quickly i it's almost what makes the rivalry so special in a sense though mm-hmm. I, am, am i correct in yep. saying that where it's like you almost hate their fan base so much but really respect how good the actual players and program are that it's this mix of like how, how nice would it have been to have beaten north dakota in the nchc championship game in their own building mm-hmm. in front of their own fans right I mean, we did for 55 minutes, right? I mean, that's yeah. the thing is like we absolutely were there and and, and we're doing it. Um, a five-minute brain fart led to the loss, but much past that, we were the better team overall. Um, and we beat them We beat them throughout the regular season too. Um, I think you're right. I, I go back to think of how good that Ryan Paling goal, the back and forth between the legs behind whatever. Uh, that was obnoxiously good, right? It, when it comes to skill, and um, execution, but the fact that it was at Ralph Engelstein, the fact that it basically mm-hmm. cinched Penrose, um, that was that was a very very good goal in Husky history, and not just because of how special it was on the ice, but how special it meant. I oh, watch I it every year. Um, I watch it every year. <laughs> a goal, just like to his point too, like in that arena, in that setting, it's like mm-hmm. it's insane to me. I mean, it would have been insane here at Herbrook's National Hockey Center, but it puts on a whole different level for me that it was at the Ralph. If Husky's Hockey had a Pornhub channel, that would be on repeat. We'll just put it that way. So Most, most viewed. <laughs> most viewed. viewed. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Um, but click. anyways, click. Yeah, so we're, we'll, 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 I think we'll edit that one up. No, just kidding. Um, but, you know, let's, let's come back to, to earth a little bit here because I, I think, you know – I, I agree with you, Noah, that it's it's the fact that there's such a passionate distaste for the other fan base that, you know, really does illuminate this. And that's really what carried the mail for the WCHA, whether it was the Gophers, whether it was Wisconsin, whether it was, you know, I don't know if Michigan, Michigan Tech had that same appeal, but for certainly, you know, when those other teams that were around the state of hockey were together, it was a bloodbath every single weekend. Um, I still remember as a kid, when you go back to the Mesozoic era and you still had to, you know, print your tickets on stone tablets, uh, when you had to go into the Mariucci arena and the student section, I mean, granted, it's one level pull and the student section was completely full and they had their chance and they're on top of the opposing goaltender. And that energy, that fire is what, we at least for me i want back in the game of college hockey and i think there is an itch to get that back and i think we're going to start to see i think hopefully a, re, a revitalization of that hopefully with the exhibition schedule that should be confirmed in the next week or two that's that's kind of my thing uh but i guess let me ask you this caleb i'll start with you caleb does the does the thought of st thomas wisconsin minnesota mankato coming to the herb does that make you want to come out to see a game more often than it did before? Is that a driving factor for you? Even if it is an exhibition game, would that drive you to the ticket polls and to try to come up to St. Cloud to watch a game or two? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the schedule this year, I'm, I'm stoked about it. I think Brett Larson and the team has done a great job putting the schedule together. And I, you know, I listened to him talk about, you know, obviously budgetary things that come into effect, but beyond that, like, you know, St. Thomas being a new program, it's bright and shiny and new, and everyone wants to see what they what they can put on, you know. And, 
you know, obviously the Gophers is that brings you out, but Wisconsin, Mankato, those as well, like, especially what we just had against Mankato, <laughs> you know, like to start the season, I think that is classic. You know, that's, that's a great way to, to drop that puck. And um, yeah, you know, I think fans packing the building, obviously we've had a year off due to COVID and rightfully, rightfully so like doing the safe thing and what's right. And hopefully there's going to be an itch to get back in that building. I really think our fans speaking for us, like, I mean so much to that St. Cloud community. And we all know that. And, um, you know, getting the student section back in, there's there's things that need to be done there to get the students in the building. But I think for everybody else, alumni, fans in that community, like those matchups are going to help a ton. Um, and uh, it's going to bring intrigue. These are really good teams. These are not, you know, just some random team from out east, hockey east somewhere, which we can get into another time. But, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, these are really hey Massachusetts teams. is the state of hockey, Kale. Don't forget that. Man, I, let's not even like go there. Like it, it just it, it boggles my mind. Like that tweet, and luckily, you know, uh, Dave Starman was on with you guys and talked it through. And like it was a joke. I'm like, if they're serious about this, <laughs> this is this is not real. This is a dream. <laughs> I want to pick- schools. It's good for the schools that are close, um, regardless of if it we, you know, we feel the Herber, we feel the. Uh, what's it called? Verizon wireless, whatever that thing is. Uh, <laughs> Mariucci at 3M TCF or whatever, you know, whatever it takes for more people to buy tickets. Like if it's, if it's 9,000 Gopher fans and 1,000 Husky fans, that's good for the university of Minnesota. If it's 4,000 Husky fans and 1,000 Gopher fans at, at the Herbergs national Hawks, that's good for St. Cloud state because tickets, um, generate revenue and um, good for the game of hockey think, too. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So even if there's more, you know, quote unquote opposing fans, it's better for the school just from a budgetary uh, situation. Now, go Huskies. Well, I, I want to piggyback off this too, just because you know you talked about getting the fans in the building, right? Whether it's the students or whoever. Um, I, I almost want to think that this is a, a almost an important transition time in, I guess you could say, college hockey history in a sense, because again, school's budgets were absolutely just hammered this past year, whether it's athletics or just the general funds. Um, you have, again, St. Cloud coming off of just one win shy of, of bringing home some hardware for the first time in school history. You've got the Gophers who are were one win away from being in the dance too. North Dakota was up there. You have a lot of these programs in this area that were right up there in the thick of it, of being, you know, part of that group that was in Pittsburgh. And I think it's almost, if you're an administrator from either school, right, you're looking at this and you almost, you know, it's almost scary to think that, don't you agree that this is almost a time where if you have to take advantage of, you know, trying to strike with the iron saw, this is the time to really do it, to really get the fans reengaged. And, you know, I know Brett Larson can say, at least in my, in my opinion, and he's not wrong about the budgetary concerns, but don't get me wrong. This is a lot about getting, you know, it gets those rivalries back and getting the fans even more energized and keeping that momentum of fan interaction going when again, you know, the tough showing in Pittsburgh, but, you know, again, we play that game 10 times, Huskies may win that five, six, seven times. Yeah, I think the coming back off of a COVID year, um, and, and hopefully that there will be, you know, enough people will get vaccines so that, you know, we'll be allowed to fill it again. Um, so get your vaccines, people. The um, mm-hmm. 
you never know what you got till it's gone, right? And there were some times this year, or maybe two years ago, maybe a casual fan would say, well, maybe I'll just go on one night or I'll go next weekend. Um, but this year's proved that there was no next weekend. Um, so I think they, somebody, they don't take it for um, take it for granted so much. I, I also want to point out that as much as we like to shit on him, Bob knows how important it is for a school like St. Cloud State, Mankato, Bemidji to play the University of Minnesota because he's been on the other side of it. Um, I know for a fact from his own words that keeping these rivalries in state is not only good for the University of Minnesota, but it's also uh, critical for the university's um, elsewhere, the Bemidji's, the Mankato, St. Cloud State's, um, and ultimately St. Thomas and probably Duluth as well. So um, I will give him two props for that, uh, but not, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Figures. I, you know, the, the cool thing about St. Cloud, I think uh, when Caleb, you mentioned you were stoked about the upcoming schedule. I think the cool thing to think about is right. We're the, I believe we're the first team to play St. Thomas. We've got Mankato on the docket. We're the first group to christen the new arena in Colorado college when the Huskies travel out there as well. Um, a lot of exciting things. And we're, you know, yeah. we're the runner up NCAA team you know, from this past year, that's looking to uh, climb that last rung of the ladder. So I think that's exciting as we move forward. Speaking of moving forward, guys, I, I, I'm really curious, uh, part of the piece that I'm surprised we've taken this long to even touch on it. And that's your guys' social media presence um, and what you guys bring to the table. So I kind of want to ask a couple questions about that. Caleb, I'll start with you. Um, and I don't know if we helped you a little bit, um, but you've really kind of taken our product and really kind of continued to mold your branding, if you will, into um, something even bigger and better. It's funny, actually, I think when you tweet about things or things that we're tagged in, you actually get more like retweets and likes than we do. And we're just like, oh, okay, we'll just add Caleb to the team on the marketing squad here. Um, <laughs> the one question I, I wanted to ask is, you're, you're somewhat of a marketing guy uh, by trade and kind of what you do career-wise. Can you inform people what you do career-wise? And then is there some actual strategy to your account or are you just hitting caps lock and going for it? Yeah, sure. So I work in advertising and marketing um, and I worked in social previously to that. So I've been in that, um, that trade for, you know, ever since getting out of college, right out of college, I worked in social media professionally um, for a bit and then now into marketing and advertising. So as far as my own personal Twitter account, like um, I'm going to be honest with you, like I just tweet about Huskies hockey because I like it. And the caps lock thing, like I do that via text and all my friends hate it. Cause like, why are you yelling at me? And like, I'm not, it's just general excitement. And you know what I tweet and go Huskies whoop and throw something at me because like I tag you guys, all of y'all in almost every tweet and it's probably annoying. And I know I've said that to you, Noah, in the past. And it's like, but I want to generate a buzz and there's a genuine buzz around Huskies hockey during games. Yeah. And the friends that I've met, the people that I've connected with and still connect with, and, and this gets back to getting into arenas. When we can go to arenas again, you see someone and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been, you know, tweeting with them for, you know, the past two seasons or whatever it is. And now you get to know someone. So for me, I just like to have fun with it. Um, you know, marketing background, it, it helps, you know, I try and tweet funny things that I think is funny still in a respectful manner. You know, I'll get a little impassioned at refs or when Pat 
is up in the booth and makes a call I don't agree with, <laughs> you know, I'll tweet at him. But, you know, it's, um, but in all good fair, like these these folks take it in all in all great fair. Like you know, I, I think this past year I, I tweeted at Pat and I'm like, you missed a call, you missed something. That's not right. And I had to think about it. Like they're watching it in real time. You know, like I can see a couple of replays and then he's like, yeah, I, I get it. I missed it. Okay. And I'm like, cool. I love you. <laughs> like, let's just let it go. Um, so, you know, as far as like likes and retweets and all that, um, I don't pay a ton of attention to it. Like I think probably some of the most is when we do victory drinks, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I know what that says. Like it, it's those moments where I truly think there's, there's a genuine following around Huskies Twitter. I don't know if it's the same way at UMD. I don't know if it's the same with these other teams. But I think it's a way to connect. And it was extremely important to me. Like every Friday and Saturday night, I'm watching Huskies hockey, either in the arena or from where I live. And so to stay connected with people meant a ton. And if that meant annoying some folks, and it just happened to be that we connected this season and uh, we were along for this ride and you put up with my tweets, it's just <laughs> crazy. I'm surprised that Huskies Woo didn't mute me and maybe he did. <laughs> and so we'll work through that. But um no it's just been a fun ride and honestly like I just think it's you know just stuff that you're passionate about go from there and yeah it's just fun yeah Caleb you don't you don't annoy us I'm I'm the one that sees 99.9% of what you tweeted us and actually normally I figure that I'm I'm always you know what's funny it's actually the opposite I'm always worried that um um, not that I'm like trying to like or retweet everything, but I find m- most, if not everything of your things, humorous or funny or relatable. Um, so I always worry that if I don't like something that you've tweeted at me, that like I'm giving off the wrong vibe where you're like, I'm never going to go there again. And that sort of thing. And part of me is like, I don't know. Well, part of it, Noah, that you like is because she's just taking a giant crap on me. So, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Yes. And, like, and, and kudos to Nick. Cause like, no, I think we built, I've built relationships with all you guys on, on social media. It's been fun. But for some reason, like I getting to know Nick through social, like you could see that you could poke at him a little bit and he likes to have humor at his own expense. So, um, but still doing that in a coy way, a funny way, like a respectful way. Like I'm not a fan of, of folks who just like take a crap on each other, you know, or other fan bases, like That's let's awesome. have fun with it. Let's be good with it. And <laughs> Like, you know, yeah, I'll come from the top rope uh, for Nick at times. Like, I'm going to arm wrestle you or you're going <laughs> to get us bowed or you're going to, you know, get us room service when you go out to Pittsburgh. Like, that's it. But, I was actually you know, I was fun. actually worried that my hotel room was going to get a knock and be like, hey, did you order like the salmon platter or something? Like that? Like, <laughs> so good. I was like, oh, gosh, and I'll know exactly. But, but yeah. you're, you're, you're totally right, Caleb, because if anything, someone who maybe follows you but doesn't follow us goes, who is this Nick yeah. Maxson guy or what is going on here? And I think that's the big thing, too, is where um, go Huskies. Well, we're getting to you in a second. I have a double question for you in a second here. So thank you for waiting patiently. Um, but the one thing that I always think about too, is that I think, especially from our, from Nick and I's point, and we've seen this on Twitter and I have to be really careful about this is there are times where, especially with certain fans, we'll kind of go back and forth when the game isn't going well for a Huskies hockey game. (laughs) And that's where I think we have to be careful because that's where our passion lies, right. Is kind of wanting to be a part of that. And I think that if anything, Uh, You especially, Caleb, you do a really nice job of kind of just resetting everybody and refocusing and just saying, hey, we're hanging out, we're enjoying some hockey, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I think that's an important piece too, because it's one thing to be a part of a fan base and a Twitter fan base. It's another thing, what is the dynamic of that fan base? Is it this hardcore, you know, 
balls to the walls type thing? Or is it something that if you're a casual fan, you can jump in and kind of say your piece and kind of feel like you're yeah. valued and part of that group and get more people in as well. So, um, yeah. Caleb, did you have anything? You look like you have something to add here. So, yeah, I would just say, I just, I, I like to take everyone's opinion matters. And like, especially those who are tight knit, who like, I'm always learning. And I'll be honest, I'm wrong about things. I'll see something <laughs> in the game and be like, this is my thought. And kudos to someone like Go Huskies Woo, who will step in and correct me at times and be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and I don't take that personally. I don't, I, like, I don't take it personally. And, and, you know, because it's like, we're all like learning. I, I love learning the game, like honing my craft a little bit. So yeah, to your point, we'll tweet something out of passion too and be like, hey, these refs missed a call. That was offside. And it's like, you, you can get into a friendly debate about it. And then at the end of the day, it's like, let's go. Let's move on. We're all one team, one dream. So let's keep it moving. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll shut up and let Go Huskies Woo talk. I definitely agree. So Go Huskies Woo, um, I've got a two-parter for you here. So um, it's kind of an intricate one. First of all, it the first part of it is simple. I want to know how your account actually started and kind of uh, what makes the allure of Go Huskies Woo what it is, how you've kept this train rolling for a couple of years now. And the second part of this is because you've been around Huskies hockey a little bit longer than some of us, I got a DM a couple of weeks ago from our our Huskies warming house page talking about how they loved our passion, but sometimes they get worried that it's like, we're new Huskies hockey fans, if you will. And we haven't gone through a lot of the heartache and a lot of the pieces of that as well. We're kind of the young blood, if you will. Um, what, what would your advice be to us for some of the people who have followed the ups and downs and some of the heartbreaks of years past, as we cover the sport, trying to kind of appeal to that sensitivity, but also do our analysis on top of that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, I'll answer the second part first, and then I'll probably have to ask what the first part was again. Sure. Um, <laughs> how do you get through? You know, you're a fan of a team. You don't need to have credentials to be a fan of St. Cloud State. If you want to be a St. Cloud State Husky fan, you know, God bless you. Um, I, I'm not sure that, that you need to be like, you need, well, I was here in the 05 season or whatever. And I think that one was, a, the, I think that I could be wrong. It's either 05 or 06, pretty historically shitty. And you don't need to have lived through that to, you know, enjoy what happened this year. And that's obnoxious, you know, so don't tell anyone to tell you how to fan. Anybody who tells you how to fan um, needs to jump in a lake. Okay. Um a frozen one? <laughs> Not quite frozen because it it would stop them from getting into the lake, but maybe like a, a you know, a semi frozen. So they actually go through and feel the pain of the ice cold lake. Um, are you talking, just to interrupt you, are you talking 2004, 05, 14, 23, and 3? <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I, that was the one that was basically the, the death knell of um, uh, Craig Dahl. Craig Dahl, and, yeah. Um, and, so that one was that one was pretty bad. You but you don't need to have lived that to be like, oh well, this was more important. Because uh, let's be honest, we've all suffered some type of heartbreak in the last oh, two, four, five, thirty years, right? I mean, one isn't better or worse than the other. So anybody who tells you otherwise, they need to rethink that. that that's that's silly to me. Um, to be better prepared for it. I mean, you, I, I think the neat thing is, is all you know is successful St. Cloud State. I'm jealous of that. All you know is basically successful St. Cloud State 
hockey tournament or hockey teams. The worst team that we had was the team that got, you know, stopped by COVID um, in the last five years. Um, and they were on a roll. They were actually getting better. Um, there's no reason they couldn't have made a run um, at the frozen faceoffs that year. They were getting better, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they probably had to get through Western, which is tough. But other than that, they were, you know, they lost a bunch of one goal games. They were young, they were dumb, but they were fun to watch. Um, all you've known is good teams. That's, I'm jealous of that. That's neat, right? Um, anyway, that's what I think. I don't know if I answered your question, but to yeah. help them, whoever said that. Yeah, no, I, I was just kind of curious about it because part of me is like, um, like I, I like the point that you made about, um, like, as a player, I've had heartbreak like that, right? Like I remember losing to go to a state championship five to four and the game winner hit the crossbar, didn't even go in the net. You know, I know what that feels like as a player. So it's like, I might not have known it as a Huskies hockey fan following St. Cloud hockey, but it's like, we, we've Nick and I played the game for, for two decades, each of us at least. So it's kind of that piece of the, I was just, I was just curious. (laughs) Well, as a competitive player, I mean, but a little over two decades, (laughs) maybe Toronto will give you a call. You and Jumbo Joe can be in a line together. The veteran line there. Um, just we'd be good. good. We'd be slow. We'd be good. <laughs> so go Huskies. Well, my, my first question for you is your actual, your social media account kind of, you know, how did it start? How have you kept the train rolling? And what have some have been some of your highlights uh, running that account and keeping the masquerade intact? I started it at the first frozen four run. Um, and mainly because there was something like gopher puck live. Who's now blocked me. Um, they follow us. Not a big deal. It really is not. Um, only now that I can't see updates. I, I do like watching other college hockey updates and things like that. So it is sort of a, uh, that is sort of disappointing. Um, it, I'm surprised it actually took this long, but whatever. Um, but there was nothing really that was like this semi-biased, um, no holds barred. You know, the, the biggest account probably was like Center Ice Club and, and, and Bill does a good job of um, promoting the school, but it's a different, it's a different vantage, things like that. I mean, that's not bad. Um, and so I thought that there was, I kind of thought there was like a, a, a call for it, a void for it. Someone to um, kind of rally around. Um, there was the hashtag, Go Huskies Woo, um, which was started previously. And um, I blatantly stole it and <laughs> let it ride. And um I'm not really sure where the, you know, the, the joy of the masquerade uh, came from. I don't, I don't really know. I, it, I don't think I set off to be like anonymous in eight years or whatever the hell it is now. Um, yep. Eight. But uh, yeah, I, that, that, that's sort of how it had, had started um, and it's kind of kept going. I don't, um, I don't think I do any weird things to get followers. Um, obviously I gained a lot during this frozen four, um, but I've sort of stalled out for a while, but that's okay. I'm not, I'm not looking. It's never been, I think Caleb said this. It's not about the likes and the retweets and the impressions. Shit, I'm not making any money off of this. You know what I mean? Like my personal life kind of suffers sometimes during the, uh, the Husky season, but it, it, it's it's not for like monetary gain or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's more just for love and passion of the game. And, um, you know, my personal account needed a break from, single state hockey. So that happened a long time ago. Yeah. What about, I uh, also with that go Huskies woo kind of the interaction with the NCHC as well, and kind of them abandoning that hashtag. Did you have something to do with that or I, uh, what's the deal with that? 
Well, the, the university is treaded lightly, in my opinion, of the hashtag Go Huskies Woo, um, because <laughs> again, victory drinks or whatever it might be, <laughs> might not be conducive to the school's message. And I get that. And then it makes me laugh, but it's funny that they try to like, you know, do other things that just don't quite stick. And um, I'm not a marketing person at all. I, I readily admit that, but I know what's working and what doesn't. And um, it's funny that the school does that. Um, and, you know, the, the NCHC has to probably follow what the school wants or vice versa. Um, and, the you know the unleash scsu which is a neat campaign um you know we've got robbie and kristen cole and all these other folks that you know are the face of st cloud state i i clearly am not um so uh, and and and, if, know, and and if you were no one would know whose face it was so that's exactly right maybe i am robbie um yeah you might be on a billboard we just don't know it <laughs> that's exactly right i'm not i'm not um the <laughs> There's a, there's a clue for you. I am not. Um, so I, I don't, it, you know, them abandoning it is funny, um, but it's not, I guess it's not really too surprising because it's never been a real sanctioned. They use it, but only when it kind of benefits them, which is fine. Um, I'm not, I love Cinco State. I wouldn't want to disparage them, but I, they, they need to do what they need to do. Well, that makes sense. Um, and we, we saw that, throughout the, the frozen four too, honestly, there, you know, there was, there was times where that hashtag was pushed quite a bit there. And, and then all of a sudden it was almost like there was a void there. So it was like, you know, Luke Skywalker coming in and all of a sudden he was sawed in half. He's in a lava field. I don't know what happened. So it just stuff happens, you know, um, I, I have just one more question for each of you um, just before we kind of wrap things up. Uh, and again, but both of you, thank you again for joining yeah. us. Uh, hashtag victory drinks, but, uh, <laughs> uh, Caleb, what, what's, you know, we've looked back, uh, a lot of what, uh, has been, you know, this last year, last couple of years, we've also looked forward a little bit, but is there anything that you are looking forward to most about the upcoming season, whether it's the, the roster and a lot of it that's returning, um, is it some of those matchups that we are about to see, or, or is it, you know, continually trying to RKO me from the top rope on Twitter and getting a <laughs> laugh out of me? That last one is classic and we'll get to that at some point, but <laughs> I really think what excites me, and, and we didn't know this exactly when we were in the Frozen Four, is just this roster coming back. We have a great group of guys, uh, a group of guys that really cares, and um, you, you've had many of them on, obviously. And, um, you know, I just think I'm excited to see their growth. Like, Brett Larson talked about it, too, of just, like, they've gotten a taste of this as far as they've gotten. Now let's see them continue to grow as a team. And we got a few young recruits coming in, which I'm excited about. And, you know, um, it's college hockey. You always tend to get a little bit ahead of yourself, right? Like we were in the frozen four and we were already starting to think about what, what's next year look like. And that's maybe natural. And I'm glad we were able to enjoy that, but um, I'm excited to see this team and hopefully in person back at the Herb Brooks national hockey center, get your vaccine so we can go. That's my one little push there. Um, you know, so we can all be there to watch this team in person and support them because um, I really thought throughout this season, they, they grew a ton. Like we were not on the radar at the beginning of the season to us, we were, but nationally, as we all know, we weren't. And I just, you know, they continued to grow and continued to get better and they played their best hockey at the right time. And, you know, we've seen other teams like UMass and UMD get a taste of it, lose, and then come back. And I hope, I hope for this team, they could do something similar. Um, I'm just excited to watch them. You know, I'm just excited to see them again next year. October can't get here fast enough. Let me tell you, those matchups will be great. 
but we could play any team out there and I'm going to watch these boys. So I got one follow-up for go Huskies. Woo. Um, and I think we don't give the staff that runs this mm-hmm. hockey club enough credit for what job they have done. Uh, Brett Larson, Dave Shayak, Nick Oliver. Yes, we have praised them up and down, but I mean, you talk about the last couple of years, right? We saw a team that maybe on paper didn't have the most talent and they still, like you mentioned yourself, this was a team that was getting better and was going on a run. And then this year, arguably more talent on the paper. And, you know, they just kept getting better. They kept growing. What has it been like to watch this Huskies team under this coaching staff headed by Brett Larson? Just, and I think to, to Caleb's point too, why wouldn't you want to go see this team in person next year when you haven't been for over a year, number one, number two, where this team with a lot of it coming back and we still have one question mark, at least as far as I know, still with David Rennick, uh, what a treat it is to be able to go and watch not only young men continue to grow as men as well as hockey players, but to see it under such, I guess, eloquent poetry with under the leadership of Brett Larson. Well, to Aunt, why wouldn't you want to go see, as, as Caleb has said, I don't see a loss on the schedule. That's if you want to see a victory, go to a game. Uh, but honestly, you know, you didn't ask the question that you, I, I think Noah said he was going to ask is like who you were excited or who took the most, the biggest step or whatever. Yeah, you're Zach you're, you're standout stand um, player of the year. Yes. I like yeah, that it, pick very much. It's Zach Okabe. He had like swagger on his skates. There were people who were good and got better or whatever, but he took the next step where he was all of a sudden, I don't know if you saw, he sort of like, sometimes he would be, he'd have the puck on stick and he would like move his hips. Like he was dancing. Like he was dancing with these bitches and he was saying, you know what? I'm going to take you to town and I'm going to win. And he did. He, he, he was incredible um, all year. Anyway, um, why wouldn't you want to go see this team? Because they're all in for each other and they want to succeed um, not just for themselves, but for their team and for the school. Um, the, the difference between the eras, you know, um, there's been three, right? Dahl, Moscow, Larson. All three of them have had magnificent recruits, magnificent NHL players, um, from Jeff Finger to <laughs> Mark Hardigan to, to Jeff Finger. To Jeff Finger. Um, you know, the all of these all of these coaches had incredible talents on their team. All of them had success in some way, right? Craig Dahl won a, won a, won a final five, took, took them to their first NCAAs, um, first number one seeds, et cetera. Moscow, same thing, first Frozen Four, first Penrose, first whatever. Um, but Brett's teams don't panic. And I have seen a lot of Husky teams go down when they are good, and they panic. And it started last year where they were down and they didn't panic. They were in almost every game. So the poise and the resilience of the team, I think is a direct, is a direct ascendant from Brett Larson and his ability to 
whether I'm not sure if it's practice or if it's in-game coaching or a little bit of both or the players that he is um, maybe not recruiting, but finalizing in that recruiting. Um, there's no panic. And whether they're down in a semifinal against Boston, they're down against CC. I, my old, my old, he talked about this in your last game. And I, and I think that was really interesting because the old me saw that, you know, midline, uh, middle ice shot go in through David. And I thought, Oh fuck, that's going through. And you know, we're done. Right. And that's over this, you know, uh, but then they hammered, what was it like 4,000 shots to nothing in the third period. Yeah. Found a way. 77 total that night. Yep. They found a way to win. They didn't panic. They never looked like they panicked Husky fans, especially the old ones, the ones who had, you know, quote unquote, earned their stripes. We all panicked. We had seen this before, <laughs> but they proved us wrong. And that is why everyone should go next year because they'll prove you wrong again. Yeah. I like that. I think the one thing that Brett Larson has brought and credit to him as a Duluth bulldog is he brings championship experience and understands what it takes to get there and understands that the road to a frozen four and a national championship it's not linear. It, it's mountains and valleys and it's how can you find a way to climb and, and gain traction through all those moments. So I definitely agree. And we couldn't be more excited to cover this team again next year and see what they have in the making. Um, to finish up the show, Nick, I know we talked about this uh, a little bit pre-show. Um, we're actually, uh, even though we didn't win a national championship, we actually are going to get a face reveal here from Go Huskies Woo. Is anybody else a little bit excited about that? Uh, he has formally agreed uh, to jump on with a face reveal for us. So I guess uh, whenever you're ready, Go Huskies Woo, maybe let's just go for it now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here it is. What has this kid been telling you? How far has he gone? The president's about ready to order a counter-strike. That's what we're recommending you do. It's a bluff, John. Call it off. No, it's not a bluff. It's real. Hello, General Barringer, Stephen Falcon. Mr. Falcon, you picked a hell of a day for a visit. Uh, uh, General, what you see on these screens up here is a fantasy, a computer-enhanced hallucination. Jack, there's nothing to indicate a simulation at all. Everything's working perfectly. But does it make any sense? Does what make any sense? That. Look, I don't have time for a conversation right now. <laughs> so nick i don't i don't have anything else to add uh that that was awesome for caleb and uh go huskies woo to uh to come on the show uh guys how i guess to to finish out a very quick last question go huskies woo you were a little bit nervous coming in with some of the questions uh was it up to your standard was it up to your par do you, do you feel nervous about the product that we've laid out uh this evening <laughs> so i i I was a little nervous and only that I didn't know exactly what you wanted to talk about. Um, you know, I can talk about, you know, the population of Seiko State or, or play on the ice or whatever it might be. So, you know, just sort of, that was just my own anxiety of like, where, where the conversation is going, you know, um, you guys do a really good job. And I wasn't kidding when I said you do, you, you fill a void in, in a very, it's a very niche market. So you know, you, you might not be, you know, ESPN two, but, um, we're ESPN eight, the Ocho. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, so, uh, but you do fill a void and the, the, the passion that you have is, is, is clear. Um, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't trying to butter anyone's asshole. Um, the, 
I mean, not yet. I, I'm not yet. It's Monday, and I've only had a few. Um, Pick your drinks. But, uh, but uh, so I, I like the format. I like the way you guys do things. Um, I appreciate what you do for the school, and I and I hope it does better. Um, and I hope you know you can continue on. Um, yeah, I don't know some- how long I, I. You know, I don't know how long I can continue to do what I do. Um, yeah. And we've had, so we've had some days, I mean, where we've, we appreciate the kind words, by the way, we've had some days, I mean, and Nick and I have talked about this and we've been candid about it on the show where there are some days where it, it's a grind, you know, there's some days where you kind of wish, you know, maybe you could just sit down on a Saturday instead of having to do a social media post. But again, I think uh, Nick, I think it's safe to say we've got some good things potentially coming up with some people around the community this summer that maybe are going to help us out. And, and we're excited about that piece. Caleb, uh, I guess uh, we didn't really know what to expect from you. I got to be honest. We might, we're going to butter your asshole a little bit right here, Caleb. I, you're a pretty, wait, articulate... wait a minute, wait a minute. How come my asshole wasn't butter? <laughs> ran, ran out of margarine. Um, so the, the one thing I want to say, Caleb, is I guess, you know, we just didn't know what to expect um, a little bit more as far as like who you were as a person. I got to say pretty articulate dude for somebody who claims to not know much about St. Cloud hockey. Nick, is that a fair assessment to, to put out there? I say that's a fair assessment. Thanks, you know, even though you kind of said it for me. So <laughs> you're you're welcome. We're we're a team. We're a package deal. One we, one thing I like about Caleb's presence is that it's genuine. You can tell when people are even if even if they think they don't know hockey or they know college hockey, they know Cinco State. Again, the same people who were like, Oh, you need to earn your stripes, whatever. And I think those are the kinds of people that we don't need. Um Caleb's love, it could be, it's genuine and it might be silly at times and that's okay. I think that's good. Sometimes I am not silly and I get, I don't get mad at myself because I'm, I'm very true to who I am and, and I hope that that shows through. Um, that is who I believe Caleb is. And I think that's good. There are people when you, you know, it's not genuine and you can kind of smell it, right? You can kind of smell it when it's maybe not the the most genuine person. And um, we're looking at you, Mick Hatton. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mick. <laughs> I didn't give enough shout outs to Mick. I was trying to get him more because he needs more, by the yeah. way. And I also didn't get to add my best friend, Robbie Jackson. But yes. um, <laughs> I guess I had him here. He's, no, he might listen. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell him. I'll tell him to listen. And I'll tell him I talk about him, and then he'll listen. <laughs> if I tell him I talk about him, he'll definitely listen. Um, <laughs> um, but he, he 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 likes himself. But anyways, no. Caleb is 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 a neat, refreshing, genuine um, follower. I would say relatively newer um, when it yeah. comes to. I've got about you know about three thousand followers. I mean, it's not a ton, right? Um, I would say he's in the probably in the, the newer third. I'm not sure that that's bad or good, um, but it's a, a nice, refreshing take on St. Coast State hockey. And that is what I really appreciate the most. Well, well, how would you know where he is since you muted him and blocked him as Caleb believes? Uh, <laughs> no, Caleb, to, to finish up the show, I mean, uh, what were your impressions of the show? Our first ever fan special, you boys are both a part of it. Uh, did you have a good time or are you going to unfollow us after the show? <laughs> no, absolutely not. This was wonderful. I think 
I've, I've given you guys a lot of praise on Twitter, but now in person too, or through Zoom, whatever this technology is, it, you know, you guys do a wonderful job and go Huskies, woo, hit it on, hit it on the head. You guys fill, fill the void and you do it spectacularly. So, I mean, um, it's a favorite listen for me every week, you know, getting into this podcast thing. Um, you know, it's, it's a must listen, no matter what I'm doing. And, you know, it's genuine. You guys know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. You get, you get guests that know what they're talking about. And, you know, for me, I appreciate the kind words from go Huskies woo too. It's just about being genuine again. Uh, just being authentic with folks. It's refreshing. Like I, I we're all on the same team in the sense we all love the Huskies. Um, so whether I'm silly you know, go Huskies Woo's fighting off some of these haters, which he should have no haters. It's a great account to follow. Um, you know, I think we all can come together and kind of build this one, one, uh, one full fulfilled team too. So it's kind of fun, you know, like we all bring yeah. something different. Like we could be down five, nothing in a championship game, but like I said, damn it, we're going down together. We're going down with our boys and I'm still going to arm wrestle Nick after it. We're still going to be all right. Like he's gonna bring us back a sandwich from Pittsburgh. He didn't do that. That's a fail. Uh, so, I couldn't even get a coffee when I got back from yeah, Pittsburgh. For the God's dude sake! Didn't even get a coffee at the airport. He had a six-hour flight, and he couldn't find a caribou or like a Tim Hortons. I was like, "Does Ben Holden know anybody? Like, have, like, is there a Tim Hortons anywhere for you to get a coffee?" I'm like, there was I'm a like, Tim Hortons in Chicago. Thing? But the line was forty-five minutes long, and the oh. in-between flights was thirty-five minutes. Uh, the no math excuses. wasn't in my favor. I don't get a cat. I, I will. I will say, and I'm not. You can do with this what you want. The it, Caleb said this. It's five nothing, and I was still watching. Right. The 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 community was still watching, even though we didn't have a chance. Right. When it went down three nothing. We knew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't happening. It wasn't our night. Brett knew that. Everyone knew that. Everyone knows here it wasn't happening. Yet here we were. We were still around it. And I think that that's neat. Um, and you do fill a void for that. If you want, I will um, talk it over uh, internally. But if there is a time where you want to do another one, similar, similar to this, I'd be game for it. If you wanted to make it a segment of after a weekend or we can recap or whatever it might be, um, I'd be willing if you wanted to. I'm not trying to say I'm some sort of draw or whatever. If, if, if this is uninteresting, that's fine. But um, a breakdown of you know thoughts and whatever of game or news or whatever it is, I would be interested in, in rejoining um, because I do think you do a good job. And if I can help in any way, mm-hmm. I think ultimately my goal is to help the school and and you guys too because you uh, you know you you do a great job um but i anything that i can do to help st cloud state whether it's to fundraise for kvsc or to fundraise the bricks or to um you know not have people buy zach okabe jerseys so that somebody else can buy it like that is that's important to me personally um, so any more exposure that we can do and we want to help. So anyway, I'm just offering my, yeah. um, my help. If you want it, if not, that's okay too. I'm still going to watch and tweet on Fridays and Saturdays and mute North Dakota fans. So it's really, it really is up to you. If that's something that you, you fellows want. I think that the biggest. Be, I, I think the that might be a nice little like weekly segment as part of the weekly show. Where's that? What you were thinking, Nick? Like a ten minute like recap with 
you know, that sort of thing. The other thing I think we should do is maybe just order a bunch of those Okabe jerseys and just send them to like the university of North Dakota, send them to all the fans there. And <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, what would be best, honestly, for go Huskies rules after every North Dakota game, talking about the North Dakota, like mute segment where how many, you know, let's, you know, go on, you know, recap some of the social media interactions that might be just, you know, gold <laughs> for, I think a lot of Huskies fans, that might be pretty fun. You, you would be surprised. It is gotta be 90. It ha- I know for a fact that 99% uh, North Dakota fans that have been muted and or blocked. It is, I, I don't even mind like other most. It's just them. It really is. Anyway, I I, I would like to if 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 it would help to promote the brand for you guys and it promotes the school, um, it promotes your careers especially. Um, anything I can do to help because the more Huskies that we have in the wild, um, whether it be you know like Dick Bramer or Katie Emmer or whomever, right Herzog, you know all these folks who do a great job. Um, who need, who might need a boost or might benefit from need is, is the wrong word, but might benefit from a boost or, or whatever, whatever I can do to help. Um, I would rather have Nick do the games than Jim Rich. I would rather have Robbie do the color than Pat Micheletti who stole our coach. I'd rather, I'd rather have Rachel do the color than probably Robbie. I'm sorry, Robbie. Um, so, you know, <laughs> these types of things like, I, I, I want to help with, and I know I'm kind of, we're going over and, and I know I'm rambling, but I, my passion is in the school. Um, well, we're just in it for the money. So. Oh, so do, uh, do, do, do Caleb and I get like a, a, like a check in the mail? How does this work? Do you need my Venmo? Well, if you guys yeah. were curious, our, our, our current monthly income is about negative 85 to negative a hundred a month. So we're <laughs> not good. Not good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're, you're that doesn't seem guy, sustainable. Caleb. I went to St. Cloud State, but that doesn't seem sustainable. Yeah. Let's <laughs> say, like, Caleb, you're a numbers guy. How's that looking on the on the budget side there? Not, not looking good. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to throw the math real quick, but it's not looking good. But, you know, do you need, honesty, is like, honest to God, do that. you need, like, do you want? Uh, we, you can stop recording if you want. Do you? Do you, do we want money? We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We have the biggest thing, Nick, maybe to probably, to probably push out as we wrap up the show quickly, and then we'll talk about it after. Uh, we do have some good things coming in the summer, potentially with some, uh, some food places that hopefully are going to help. But uh, hey, we do actually, funny enough, if you go to huskieswarminghousepodcast.com, we do have a PayPal donation section there in case anyone is feeling a little frivolous in these eras in these times but nick i think that's safe to say that will do it for episode number 59 once again thanks to caleb and go huskies for joining us they don't, don't want to they don't want to talk to us anymore caleb we do it's just they do the FC... intro and they're like we're done yeah, it's just yeah F- i'm getting i'm getting a cue that they want to be done <laughs> it's just fcc regulations require um so caleb <laughs> i guess since you've listened to the show every week uh, what is the next thing upcoming that Huskies fans have to look forward to from the Huskies Warming House podcast? Can you take a guess at what it, what it is? It's pretty simple. Don't overthink it. Uh, uh, trivia? <laughs> Actually, you know what? He's not wrong. He's not, He's wrong. not wrong. Trivia coming up this Saturday at noon, followed by episode number 60 of the Center Rights Yeah, News I was going to say trivia. I think that was a trick question. See, it's the first go Huskies. They tell us they want to go. Then they try and trick us. On the hey, way out. This- hey, this is why we make <laughs> negative $100 a month. <laughs> <laughs> so technically I was right. Trivia and then episode 60, which I won't be on because they're not going to have me back. They're trying to trick me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I got, I got nothing else, Nick. Anything else to add? Uh, I think I need a Val's order from everybody. I think that's <laughs> <Yeah>. what's <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll be waiting it's for my double and a large. What else do people get? Double and a large. What else do we get? Yeah, with the works. <laughs> Gotta have. Yeah. Well, obviously, get the works. So. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. the works. Yeah, just want to be I'll, clear on that. I'll be waiting for my room service here in North Dakota. That will do it for episode number fifty-nine. I'm never going to North Dakota. <laughs> Me neither. I'm getting out as soon as I can. That will do it. We will see you back in the den next week. As always, Nick, um, I guess I don't know if I should say as always. I Interesting to catch up with some fans for the first time and see where, where those those opportunities came about. I think the coolest thing uh, for maybe listeners who obviously didn't get to hear what happened after the show. Nick, do you maybe want to fill them in on uh, kind of the piece that not only did we have them on the show, but how it's kind of developed into a little bit more than that potentially? You know, I think if there's one thing when you have – uh, whether it's a, a topic, a sports team, or, you know, it's, it's one thing you rally around, you, you, you develop connections, right. And, you know, you can deepen those connections. Um, and I think what happened tonight is potentially, you know, not only do we have, you know, we, we've interacted with these folks, obviously for a number of months, you know, through Huskies hockey, but now it might turn into something a little bit more than that, which, um, you know, that's probably the worst generic way to phrase that because that leaves <laughs> so many different things open, but, um, you know, it becomes, you know, not just a social relationship, but potentially, uh, something where, you know, there's, there might be actually getting together with these guys who knows. So, um, at the end of it, you know, this is what, you know, getting together for a common good does. And this is what, good social media can do honestly and uh, i think you know we're, we're seeing that and it was really really fun to catch up with these guys um and, and i think also no i think what we should point out we haven't really talked about this is if you are a fan of the show and would like to be on another fan segment um you know this was kind of a one-off for us but i think uh this one went really well and i think you know yeah. if we decide to do it again if you want to be part of it uh obviously send us a dm a tweet at us or send us an email at huskieswarmerspodcast.com uh we would certainly love to to maybe uh, talk about doing it again, Noah, and uh, kind of see where it goes. We'd like to have more fans on and to talk about number one Huskies hockey, but also, you know, the people behind, uh, you know, their social media platforms and wh who they are as people. So I th think it's a really good opportunity uh, to get to know you guys and also to get to know us a little bit more. Yeah, I think the the two things I would point out is one, uh, yeah, uh, with Caleb and Go Huskies Woo, uh, you know, something I think at, at its baseline turning into a really great, you know, a really great set of friendships right there. I think that's the biggest thing is I, uh, you know, we met so many same similar to with Derek Felska, you know, when he came on so many great people that we meet that are a part of this, not only talking Huskies hockey, but just great people that, you know, I, like I look at Caleb because he's the only one that we can see on the screen. And I say, I see him sitting in his apartment or wherever he is. And I can imagine going to his house on a Friday night and having to brew with him. Right. You know, and uh, I think there's something something about that to be said. The other thing, like you mentioned too, with social media, with all three of us or four of us, technically uh, with the Huskies warming house podcast, Caleb, and of course go Huskies. Woo more than happy as long as you're cordial and, and not a not a total nut job uh interacting with us right you know interact with us have fun with us ask us questions we're more than happy uh to kind of grow our following and grow the game of hockey and of course st cloud state hockey as we cover that as well so nick well well said by you i uh, and again i think if you listen to the end of the show you know what's coming up for us in the next week or so pretty average pretty mundane week uh do we have anything else to add before we uh, head on out of here 
Uh, definitely got some plans for the next couple of uh, segments coming up. Uh, so we definitely want to get some guests, not only that are involved with the team directly, but also with some folks outside of, of the game as well. Uh, Going to try to expand a little bit, maybe into some uh, some other conferences potentially uh, yeah. to try to bring in some some alumni as well. So uh, we have a lot of irons in the fire, as someone would say, and uh, excited about uh, you know trying to keep uh, some fresh content, especially throughout the the off season, and again trying to keep up with uh, you know some of the new developments. Uh, coming to West Way for college hockey, which no question now with, you know, again, no social media, there really is no off season anymore when it comes to, to, to sports, even though like, you know, the, the, the boys aren't playing, the news never stops. Yeah. When we talk about some non-conference stuff, we might have, uh, might have some St. Thomas connections that we might have on in the near future. We'll just leave it at that. So, um, and with that being said, Nick, um, I had another point here. Let's see if I can remember it when you were talking about it. Um, oh yeah. In the summer is maybe we're probably going to try to be a little more alumni heavy and get some people on the show that, uh, you know, maybe aren't playing anymore, but we love to hear their stories as well. So a little more in season, it gets a little bit more of a grind and a little more kind of intent and focus on what uh, the men's and women's teams have going on. But probably going to try to open it up a little bit more to some alumni, especially in the summer. But we got to get there first, Nick, a couple more weeks before finals. And we'll see you next week, of course, as always, in the den.